It is a new year. I just barely got used to writing 2021. Now it's 2022. It is a new year. And I have always liked the idea of a new year because with a new year comes new possibilities. And maybe you're here, maybe last year went well for you and you could talk about all the great things that happened. Maybe it didn't go that well for you. But now either way, it does not matter because it is a new year. We have a clean slate laid out in front of us. We get a new start. And I'll just tell you something about how I'm wired. I'm always hopeful for a new year. I can't help myself, uh, but look forward to the, to the new start of a new year. Did you know this coming year, listen to me, did you know this coming year can be your greatest year yet? And I'll just tell you, whatever your age, whatever shape you find yourself in, whatever last year held, this year can be your greatest year yet. Did you know the Bible has a roadmap for that result? Sometimes I, I watch as we go through life and as we live some years, we start to think that God doesn't care about the day-to-day -day things or, or God doesn't care about our earthly endeavors. He wants us to, to just be saved and to somehow go to heaven and be with him. And he's not worried about our lives in the meantime. And that's somehow, that thought starts to creep into our mindset. Well, friend, be sure today, God has a plan for us to have, listen, joy-filled, exhilarating, purposeful, meaningful, prosperous lives right now. Now, I want to say that again. I want us to be sure of that. God has a plan for you to have a joy-filled, exhilarating, purposeful, meaningful, prosperous life right now. And that is the truth. It's not just another year to endure, not just another day to get through. God has that plan for you. Well, today as we start our new year and as we have our new hope, I'm going to show you that plan. I'm going to show you that formula in Scripture. Today, our message is entitled, A prosperous new year, a prosperous new year. We're in Psalm 1. I'm going to read all the psalm, all six verses. I'm going to ask if you would, if you would stand with me in the honor and the reverence of the reading of God's word. Psalm 1, beginning in the first verse, says this, How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And whatever he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but they are like shaft, which the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come today. We're rejoicing in you. We're thankful for you. We have hope today in you. We're thankful for the forgiveness of sin that we have in the finished work of Jesus. We're thankful for the righteousness of Jesus that we wear before a holy God again in faith 
in Jesus, our Savior alone. Lord, I'm thankful that you give us your word. And I, I pray as we go into a new year that we would hear your voice and we would draw close to your voice and you would speak to us, Lord. And I pray that we would be changed. I pray that those in the hearing of this message in this hour would be changed. Lord, I pray the result of that, the fruit of that is you'd be known, that you'd be lifted up and you'd be glorified. And I pray that again, that's the result. We give you this hour. We ask that you take it and you move in it. We trust it to you. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Today we are looking at Psalm 1, the first psalm in the Hebrew songbook. Now we do not know who the human author of Psalm 1 is. We're not sure of that. Uh, there are several names that are offered. Uh, people make guesses as who they think wrote Psalm 1, and there are discussions that go along with that. But the truth is, as to the author of Psalm 1, we are not sure. We do know, however, the divine author is God himself. And that brings us to our starting place today. For us to know the plan for our lives, we go to our creator, God himself. For us to know the plan of our lives, we go to our creator, God himself. Now listen, that ought to make sense to us. He created us. And so therefore, he would know why he created us. That ought to make sense. He, he created us. He built us. And so he knows how best we operate. And so understand today, our plans rest with our creator. We go to God himself, and to do that, we go to his word. Let me tell you something. The world would say they want you to be happy. The world would say it has the key to joy, but they'll say, you know what? You have to look to yourself. And I see that all the time. Look to yourself and somewhere inside there you're going to find happiness. Or the world would say, look to a better situation. If you'll resolve to do this and if you'll take care of that and if you'll turn this corner, you'll find a better situation and there you'll find joy and happiness. The world says if you're having trouble in that, then go seek the advice of an expert. And that's what our world says. Go find an expert, and they will tell you how to find peace and joy and happiness in your life. Now, I want to say this. You ever notice most of the experts are more unhappy than most of us? I don't know. That may be rude, but I, I watch most of them. Their lives are crazier than the life that I'm leading. And yet the world says, go seek out an expert, and there you'll find peace joy, and happiness. Now, to be fair, I've preached on this chapter before. And today, I'm just going to be honest with you. I want to be fair with you. Our study today will not be a slow dissecting of the verses, but really rather a quick Passover of the verses. Now, we are going to look at the verses. That's where our message comes from. But it's not going to be a slow dissecting of the verses. We could spend really three or four weeks on these verses. We could go longer. We could go deeper. But today, again, we're really going to do a survey of these verses in a quick Passover. But let me tell you this. I trust God will speak. In fact, I'll just tell you this. God will speak through his word this morning. Are you listening to that? God is getting ready to speak through his word this morning. 
Are you ready to hear what God says in his word? Here we go. Verse 1. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. Let me read it again. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. The, the verse starts off and it says, how blessed is the man. Really it's talking about a person. How blessed is the person. Have you ever thought, I want God to bless me? You ever thought that? I want, I want God's blessing in my life. Or have you ever watched it and said, man, look at them. They are so blessed. They are so blessed. I want to be like that. I want the blessing of God. Have you ever said that? Well, here is the actual formula. The word blessed in the Hebrew means happy. How happy is the man? How happy is the person? It, it translates glad, happy, or delighted. A delighted person. Now, I want you to think about this morning the opposite of happy. Think about the opposite of happy. Happy is glad, happy, delighted. Now, here's the opposite. Sad, distraught, disturbed, heavy burden, downtrodden. Isn't that the culture of our day? I thought about that. Isn't that the culture of our day? Isn't that what we see in our day today? It is bad, and there's no hope, and things are heavy, and we don't know where we're going to turn. That's the culture. You, you turn on the news, and, and there's no good news on the news. It's this bad event, and this bad event, and this hopeless event. And they talk about, we got this variant, and this variant, and flu variant, omnivariant, variant, variant. And you think, we're going to die. We're not going to make it. We won't see you next week. Bad news. And, then the, and the government comes along and says, we don't, we'll stir the pots of bad news and you'll elect us. We'll bring you good news. They don't. Our culture is a culture that is distraught and disturbed and heavy burdened and downtrodden. And that is opposite of the promise of God. He says, happy, glad, delighted. Now, there are three things that are listed here. How happy, how delighted is the person? Here's the three things. The first one is this. Who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked? Now, listen, these are great admonitions. <laughs> they're, they're, they're great. We, we should look at each one of them maybe a week, but we're going to move very quickly across them. Walk is talking about the course of your life. We see that in the Old Testament. We see it in the New Testament as well. It is how you live your life. And that's a pretty good picture of our lives. It's not a, it's not a race. It's not a quick event. It is a walk. And so the walk is the course of your life. Well, it says the person that, that the walk of their life is not done in the counsel of the wicked, meaning according to the advice of the wicked, according to the directing of the wicked. Now, what that means is happy, delighted is the person who does not live according to the directing, according to the instruction, or according to the logic 
of the lost world that we exist in. Now, I want you to hear that. Happy is the person, delighted is the person that does not live according to the logic of the lost world that we exist in. We need to remember that. The world's logic produces no happiness. Man, look, it's tried. It's not a new thing. The world's logic produces no happiness. It goes on, and it says, nor stand in the path of sinners. Happy is the person, delighted is the person who does not stand in the path of sinners. Now, the word sinners in Hebrew is talking about the sinful, those whose lives are lived in sin. Now, we all sin, but this is talking about the person that their their life stews in sin and is lived out in sin. Now, I want you to see the picture. This is to be near. This is to be closely associated with. This is to dwell with. Those who practice and endorse and excuse and promote sin. It's to be close to them. It's to surround yourself with them. It's to be in their group. That's what it says. Now, here's what I figured out. We we start thinking this maybe in our, our young teenage years, but we have the idea, you know what, we'll be okay. It doesn't matter who we associate with. It doesn't matter who we run with. We'll be okay. Or we think, you know, we can handle it. I, I, I have a pretty good basis. We, I can handle it. I'll not be affected. I'll not be impacted. I'm going to make it. Or here's, here's one that's a farce. I'll be a witness to them. I'll run with this crowd. I'll be with these folks, and I'll be a witness to them. I'll not be impacted. It won't pull me down. In fact, I'm going to lift them all up. Here's the truth. Humans, now we don't like to hear this, but it's the truth, are pack animals. We like to think I'm independent and I don't need anybody and I don't listen to anybody anyway. Listen, humans are pack animals and we think in the group. We move as a group. And the Bible says, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. I was thinking about this. Go somewhere, maybe if I hadn't said this, but go somewhere and just be a, a fruitcake and look up. And I guarantee you, someone else will look up. And then some kids will say, well, they're looking at it, and they're going to look up. And, there, and there's, all I see is nothing, spider webs up there, and you're looking. And before long, everybody's looking up. We're pack led. We're group think. Somebody does something. We think, you know what, I got to do some of that. And that's, that's how we move. The Bible says, and a little leaven leavens the whole lump. The group we run with matters. Those that we listen and associate to, it absolutely matters. And listen, happy is the person that's not closely related, tied to those that are living and dwelling in sin. It matters. It goes on and it says, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. Now, this is a little harder to understand. Let me explain it to you. A scoffer, our world's marked by scoffers. A scoffer is one who denounces or denies the word of God. They believe and they teach and they speak 
contrary to the word of God. That is a scoffer. Well, it didn't happen like that. Well, the Bible doesn't mean that. The Bible can't be true. And they denounce or they deny the word of God. Well, to sit in their seat means to place yourself under their teaching. If you were to sit in the seat of a great rabbi, you would put yourself under their teaching. Well, this is to place yourself under the instruction of a person who denounces or denies the word of God. Now, we could go on. That's very deep. Each of these points, it would be awesome if we did, it would be beneficial. But listen, the point to this verse is this. Listen, as believers, this world is not our home. And this world does not know the truth because this world does not does not possess the truth. Do you know that? We think somehow they're going to figure it out. The only truth we have is in Jesus Christ. This world does not possess the truth, and so it does not know the truth. This world is set in opposition to God. It is not neutral. It is set in opposition as, to God. And as believers, listen to me, there is happiness when we do not take our cues from this world. Now, what that means, and this is very practical, what that means is there is happiness when we do not immerse ourselves in the culture of the world that we live in. There is happiness when we do not exist in the acceptance of the world's sin. There is happiness when we do not accept its denial of God. Be sure the world's idea of success is not God's. The world's priorities are not of God. The world's embracing of sin is an affront to God. And friend, I want to tell you, we're so messed up today, and I'm talking about us, and I'm talking about this day, because we want it both ways. We want to exist in fellowship with God, and we want to exist in fellowship with the world. We want it both ways, and it cannot be. It matters. It matters. I want to preach two more sermons right here, but I'm not. I'm going to keep going. I thought, well, y'all owe me one from last week, but I'm going to go ahead and keep going. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. This is talking to believers. Therefore, if you've been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Our hearts ought to be on fire. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. As believers, our happiness is not going to be found in the thing and the truth and the logic and the culture of the world. It is found alone in our Savior, Jesus Christ. All right, verse 2. We're just one verse in. Verse 2. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. Verse 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. This happy, delighted person, their delight, now the Hebrew word for delight means desire. It is the thing that they take pleasure in or the thing that pleases them, and so they want that thing. This happy person, their delight is in the law of the Lord. Now, we saw when we studied Psalm 119 
the law of the Lord is, is a phrase naming the Word of God. It's talking about our Bible. We saw that. There's several phrases that refer to that. And so it's talking about the Word of God. Their delight is in the Word of God, our Bible. That's where their delight is. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates. Now, this is not some goofy thing that the, the Hindu religions put out. I want to explain this to you. Meditate means to muse, to consider, not mindlessly, but mindfully. It literally means to speak, or here's what I like, to discuss. To think about it, to discuss it, to consider it. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law, he meditates. And it says this, this, this person in the word of God is happy, and they're meditating in the word of God day and night. That's what the verse says, day and night. Now, what that means is, and I want you to hear this, what that means is it is constant. It is constant. Their consideration, their thought, their thinking, their, their moving through the word of God is constant. It is early and it is late. It is day and it is night. It is light and it is dark. It is constant. However, it's not just constant. It is consistent. It's not early but not late. It's not day but not night. It is both. And so it is constant, yes. It is consistent, yes. Now hear this. I know that you have, but hear this. God is speaking. The greatest influence in the life of a believer, in the life of a follower of Jesus Christ, listen to me, should be the word of God. Wow. The greatest influence in the life of a follower of Jesus Christ should be the word of God of God. And what is going into our ears and what is going into our eyes and our minds, what is going into our heart is not the logic of the world. It's not the trash that is on TV. It's not the crud that is on the radio. It's not the gossip that is on the internet. What should be going in to a person following Jesus Christ should be the word of God. And when it is, that's when we'll see clearly. I'm so depressed. I don't know how this is going to work out. All I have is bad news. Listen, what are you taking in? We'll see clearly. Our hearts will mend. Listen, life is hard. Tough things happen. Our hearts break. Our hearts will mend. When we're in the word of God, our anger will draw down and it will be built and established and whole. When we are in the word of God. Happy is the person constant and consistent in the word of God. Put that on a bumper sticker. Happy is the person constant and consistent in the word of God. Let me tell you two parts of that. First of that, is that is the truth. And I want to tell you, there's days and there's been days when things are so hard and things are so tough and my feet don't want to move and I don't want to get out of bed. And when I do, I don't feel like much after that. 
There are days that all I can do is go get my Bible and sit down and say, God, you're going to have to speak to me. I'm sick and I'm tired and I'm halfway mad and God, you're going to have to speak to me. That is the truth. Happy is the person that's constant and consistent in the word of God. That's the truth. Let me tell you the flip side of it. But it's still hard. I'll tell you that. It's still hard. It's still work. Everything fights against it. Your schedule fights against it. The things that are attractive to you fights against it. It is still an effort. That's the truth. There's happiness there, but it's still an effort. It still costs. You got to switch around something. You got to sacrifice something else. But I want you to hear me today. If you don't hear anything else, hear this. But friends, listen to me. Our God says it is worth it. Our God says it is worth it. There is happiness found in the constant, consistent spending time in the word of God. Now, here's the promise. Here's the payoff. Verse 3. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and its leaf does not wither, and whatever he does, he prospers." He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers. First, the verse says this. This person, they, they've turned away from the input of the world, the logic of the world. They're filling themselves with the word of God. It says they will be like a tree. Now, I want you to think about this. Think about a tree. A tree is not a shrub. I, just that alone, I'll get happy. You know what? I don't want to be a shrub. I got too many shrubs. A tree is not a bush. I don't, I don't want to be a bush. A tree is not a bush. A tree is a tree. And I'll tell you, a tree is, is, is for real. A tree is long term. You know what? There's trees that have been there hundreds of years. I can, I can take you right now to trees that have been there hundreds of years. Trees are strong. Trees are impressive. And this person being filled with the word of God, it says they are like a tree. Then it says this, firmly planted. They are set. They have a foundation. They have roots. They are firmly planted. Let me tell you something, and if you don't believe me, you can go figure it out this afternoon. Trees don't move. Trees don't move. Run and hit one of them. Drive into one. Trees do not move. Hard years, I've seen some hard years. You know what tree didn't move? Good years, we'll hang lights on the tree. It does not move. Here's what I've noticed. People come and go. Boy, they do. Buildings come and go. Businesses come and go. I have my yearbook and at the back of all the businesses that, that sponsor everybody. Two-thirds of them don't even exist anymore. Used to be 40 gas stations on Wilbarger Street. I think there's two. People come and go, businesses come and go, buildings come and go. You know what's there? A tree is there. A tree is there. It says, planted by streams of water. The tree in this picture is growing, it is standing by a stream of water. In the verse, the picture is this, it thrives, listen to the words, it thrives because it is fed, it flourishes because of its water source. In the same way, here's what God is saying. God feeds us and God fills us and God flows into our roots and he anchors our foundation 
We thrive and we flourish because of our source, the input of the word of God. Like a stream planted, like a tree planted by streams of water. Now listen to me here, and don't get mad, I'm talking about me. Good question. Why are we so dumb as to think we can thrive and flourish and exist without the feeding of our source, the word of God? Why are we so dumb? Take a tree and cut its roots off. Take a tree and choke off no water, let no water come in. Why are we so dumb to think I'm going to thrive and I'm going to have a great life and I'm going to be blessed of God and I'm not going to have any problems and I'm going to flourish in my Christian walk if we're outside of the feeding of the word of God? We do. I'm busy. I don't have time. And I don't know why we're so dumb to think we're going to flourish without the feeding of the word of God. It goes on and it says, it yields, it produces its fruit in its season. Now, that's a whole other sermon series right there. But here's the point. Believers are to produce fruit. Listen, I, as I talking to you and I, believers are to produce fruit. We are not to sit idle. We're not to just get comfortable. We're not to be content in ourselves. We as believers, as followers of Jesus Christ, this is what God says, we are to produce fruit. We're to produce the fruit of worship. We are to live in praise of God. Can others worship God by seeing how you, you live, how your attitude is, how you treat others? Our life is to be lived in praise of God. There's to be the fruit of worship. There's to be the fruit of holiness. We're to becoming more like Christ, not less. It's not, well, we've got grace, we can do what we want. We're to becoming more like Christ, the fruit of holiness. And then listen, there is the fruit of leading others to Jesus Christ, leading them to faith in Jesus Christ. A thriving tree is a fruitful tree. Let me tell you what an apple tree that produces no apples is. It's a shame. It's a shame. A peach tree happened to me last year. That produces no peaches. You know what it is? It's a dad come disappointment. It's a disappointment. I remember when the peaches were there and you go by, there's no peaches. A peach tree without any peaches. What a waste that is. A thriving tree is a fruitful tree. It goes on and it says, and its leaf does not wither. There are times that are hard. There are. Some of you know it. We're in them right now, some of us. There are years that are hard. There's years that may not rain. There's years it may be a drought. There's years that the sand may start to blow. There are hard years, but this tree keeps its leaves and it does not wither. Why? Because of the source coming in is the word of God. Times are hard sometimes. Things are tough sometimes, but you know what? You can keep your leaves if your source is the word of God. And it says this, and in whatever he does, he prospers. Now, I'm glad we got to that. I'm, I, I want to say it out loud, and I don't want us to miss it. And whatever he does, he prospers. Hold on. Isn't that the prosperity gospel? Isn't that what that says? And whatever he does, he prospers. I think that's what it said. And whatever he does, he prospers. Let me straighten this up for us. 
The false teaching, the dangerous false teaching of the prosperity gospel is because of faith in Jesus, nothing will go wrong. And you'll have health and you'll have money and you'll have all the great stuff. I heard one of those guys say you'll even get the best parking spots. And the, the false teaching of the prosperity gospel is because of faith in Jesus, nothing will go wrong. But I want to tell you what the truth is. The truth is Fill with God's word and led by God's word and obedient to God's word, you will prosper when it does go wrong. That's the truth. You'll stand when it does go wrong. Be very sure today. I'm not going to tell you in 2022 people won't get sick. And I'm not going to tell you they won't die. And I'm not going to tell you things won't go wrong. Some of them you'll cause, some of them others will cause, and it'll impact you. I'm not going to tell you in 2022 your heart won't hurt. But I will tell you this. Our God is good. And our God is trustworthy. And great is his faithfulness. And he will lead you and he will strengthen you. And yes, he will bless you and he will prosper you to his glory all the way through 2022 as we are filled with his word. Now, if that's not enough, I'm going to go very quickly. He gives us the flip side. If that's not enough, listen to this, verse 4. The wicked are not so, but they are like shaft which the wind drives away. There's no substance to shaft. It blows away. It's flighty. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. Verse 6. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Listen to me. The way of this wicked world, though it's celebrated, though it's flashy, though it's attractive, the creator God says this, it will come to nothing. It will perish. Proverbs 14, 12 says, and there is a way which seems right to man. Boy, isn't that the truth? But its end is the way of death. The world's way does not pay. All of that to say this, and let me just tell you, you already know what's coming. The best thing you can do and the best thing I can do and the best thing we can do and the best thing Calvary Baptist Church can do is to be in the Word of God in 2022. The greatest thing we can do is be in the Word of God. Many of you know my story. I'm not going to go long. Many, many of you know my story. About 16 or 17 years ago, it goes very fast, God called me to this, to be a preacher. And I found at that time, and I had to admit at that time, I did not really know the Word of God. I did not really know the Word of God. Now, I grew up in church. I had heard thousands of sermons, went to all the vacation Bible schools. Sometimes I got to carry the Bible, sometimes the flag. I memorized John 3.16, maybe three or four verses with it. I could sing the song that had the, the names of the books of the Bible in it, but I really did not know the Word of God. And that's a hard thing to say. Well, I, I, I'm around it, I hear it, I, I know a little bit, but I really don't know the Word of God. And so I went to Walmart, and I bought an $8 Bible. 
And I was working in the oil field at that time. And I bought this $8 Bible because I didn't want to get my other one dirty or greasy. And I bought this $8 Bible. And I, as I made my rounds, began to read this Bible. And I read one chapter a day in the Old Testament. And one chapter a day in the New Testament. And I read one chapter in Psalms. And I read the proverb of the day, whatever corresponded with the day of the week that it was. And I got to satellite seven and I would stop and I'd read a chapter in the Old Testament. And I got further along and I'd read a chapter in the New Testament. Words I don't know how to say, words I can't really understand some of them, but I would read it and I would read it and I was consistent in doing that. Let me tell you what that did. That changed my life. And I'll just tell you, I don't, I don't have to be ashamed to tell you this. The most life-changing thing was that time spent consistently in the Word of God. Was it seminary? No, not even close. Was it a book study somewhere? Not even close. Was it a Bible study that I went through or led? The most life-changing thing was time spent consistently in the Word of God. And here's, here's how I'm going to close. I've been saying this a lot. Let's go. Sunday nights, we're going to go through the wisdom of God in the book of Proverbs. Let's go. Wednesday night, we're going to go through a survey of the Bible. You know what? You need to know that. Your kids need to know that. Your grandkids need to know that. We need to know that. Let's go. Read through the Bible. It's on the internet. The Bible, it's in your hands. Spend time in it. God will bless it. And I, I thought about this just this morning, about an hour ago. Man, I like this song. Man, I want to be a tree and not a shrub. But you know what I thought about as I read this this morning for the last time before it came in? You know what's more impressive than a tree? A forest of trees. You know what? Hey, 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 look at that tree. Let me tell you what's more impressive. Another and another, and their roots are intertwined, and the word of God is going in, and it's to the glory of the living God. The most impressive thing is that there will be a people that would say, this is how God has chosen to speak. He is faithful in his word. He has promised to bless it. And hey, 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 let's be a forest and not a tree. Let's be a forest. Let's go. Let's go. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. They have nothing for us, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, the word of God. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and its leaf does not wither. And whatever he does, he prospers. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Praise the Lord. Dear Father, we praise you. We thank you. We're encouraged today. Lord, I don't even want to look back. Forgive us for the past. Forgive us for the neglect of the past. Forgive us for the wasted hours of the past, but we're going to leave it in the past. Let's move forward. Lord, help us. Inspire us. Encourage us. The Spirit of God lives in us. The Spirit that recorded and preserved this word. Lord, help us to be consistent. Help us to be constant. Help us to put down roots. Help us to spread the seed. Lord, help us be a sharp instrument in your hand. Help us to be a tree first and then a forest second. Help us, Lord. Encourage us. And then I pray for 2022, whether we're 90 or 70 or 50 or 30 or, or 10, that this will be the greatest year we've ever walked through because we have the perspective and the hope and the anchor of the word of God. And most of all, our living word, Jesus. The hero of this word, our living word, Jesus. 
Lord, I pray that you've encouraged us. I pray that it takes hold. I pray we'd recommit and be renewed today. And I pray for some here that do not know Jesus. I pray that hearing the good news of the gospel of a risen Savior, today they would trust you. Lord, we just give you all the glory, all the praise. And we thank you, we praise you. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen. I'll just tell you, all of this is for two reasons. First is this, that folks would meet the Savior of the word. That's why we run to the word. That's why we preach the word. That's why we exalt the, 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 the message of the word, the gospel of Christ. It's that folks would find the Savior of the word. Let me tell you this. There is a Savior for you today. There is the forgiveness of your sin today. There is hope that stands not of anything you've done or might do, but in the finished work of Jesus today. And if you'll turn to Jesus today, he will forgive you. He will save you. He is your hope today. That is the Savior of our word. Meet him today. If you don't know him, listen, come, let's talk. Let's settle that today. If you're ready to profess him today as your Lord and Savior, you come, let's do it today. Meet the Savior of the Word. And the second thing is this for believers. Let's abide in that Word. Let's abide in that Savior. Let's hear His voice. Let's get closer this year. We're going to have a time of invitation, a time of response. If you're here and you've never trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you come today. Let's settle that today. If you're listening by some other means, listen, you, you call upon Him. You trust Him as your Savior. He'll save you today. Settle that. If you're here and you've made that decision but you've never fought in believer's baptism, you come. And we'll set a day. It'll be a great day of celebration. And we'll cheer as we see the testimony of what we believe of Christ, who we are in Christ through baptism. You come. We'll, we'll take care of that. Maybe you're looking for a church home and you've prayed about it and you believe God has led you here. You come as well. Together we'll uphold this word until he comes again. Maybe today as we're going into a new year, you want to come and, and maybe you want to pray with me. Maybe you want to pray here at an altar. Just say, God, I want to be committed to your word. I want to be committed to being a tree. I want to be committed to being a tree next to another tree, be a forest. God, encourage me. God, help me. Maybe that's your response to come pray here or pray with me today. Maybe it's something else altogether all different. Maybe you, again, you want to come pray at an altar, pray with me. I'm going I'm to ask that no one would stir about or head for an exit. You pray for those who are making decisions. As God has spoken, we stand to sing. You step out and you come on. I'll meet you here. You come on.